I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 581 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got an awesome guest for you guys today. Barry Watson joins me on the podcast. Barry Watson is an actor who rose to fame when he starred as Matt Camden in the smash hit American family drama series, Seventh Heaven. Barry has recently starred in Lifetime's modern reimagination of Highway to Heaven, and he currently stars in the superhero DC drama, Naomi. In it, he plays Naomi's adoptive military father. Now, back in 2002, Barry Watson was diagnosed with stage 2 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He underwent a series of chemotherapy treatments. He has been in remission ever since. In a recent People magazine feature, Barry talked about his passion for being a father and, in fact, turning down roles to focus on fatherhood. He's a first-class father all the way. I'm honored to have him on the podcast today. Barry Watson will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Barry Watson was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between the actor and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you guys enjoyed today's interview with Barry Watson and you want to check out some of the other acting dads that have stopped by the podcast here, you got to go back and listen to my interviews with Matthew McConaughey, Danny Trejo, Dean Kane, and coming Wednesday, actor Parker Young will be joining me on the podcast. All right, I'm so excited. We are about a month away here. My new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, is now available for pre order on Amazon.com. The link to it is in today's show notes. I'd be honored if you guys could get over there and pre order a copy of the book for yourself or for any father in your life. The book contains so much of the advice and wisdom that's been dished out here on the podcast over the years. You guys will be familiar with so many of the dads that are featured in the book, such as Tony Hawk, Dana White, Kurt Warner, and so many others. So visit Amazon and pre-order your copy of First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, or check the link in today's show notes. Be sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace, because I will be going live on Instagram with First Class Father and star of Little People Big World, Matt Roloff, for a special announcement. You guys can also find out all the upcoming guest announcements. i got some really great ones coming your way soon. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Barry Watson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Barry Watson. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, well, let's uh, kick it off like this here. How many kids do you have? How old? I have three kids, starting off with Oliver, my oldest, who's 16, Felix, who's 14, and my baby girl, Clover, who is nine, going on 40. Yeah, uh, I could hear that. Yeah, I got got four kids myself. I have three boys. Then we got the girl ourselves on the fourth try. So uh, my oldest is 15, youngest is seven. So I'm right there in the mix with you. It, uh, what kind of sports or activities are they all into? Um, so my oldest is uh, playing varsity basketball at his school. So he's really big into basketball. He's also going to be doing uh, volleyball. Uh, Felix does basketball. Um, he wants to start maybe getting into football. We're going to see about that this next year. And he's also into tennis. And my daughter, Clover, is into everything. 
um, everything, including reading my wife's text messages. Um, <laughs> so, but no, she plays a lot of tennis. Um, she's got a, she, uh, for Christmas, she got a set of golf clubs. So she's starting to swing the ball a little bit. So I don't know. She looks like this. She's like this country club girl, I guess. Now, do you, you coach the kids in the sports or you step away from that and enjoy it now that they're a little older and you enjoy it more from the stands? Um, you know what? When they were, I, I always have, I've coached every one of my kids and or refed or both, uh, games of theirs when they were younger. As they've gotten older though, I have found that it's better to have somebody else sort of take over and coach them. And if they still need my guidance in any way or want to pick my brain about anything, I'm happy to do that. But I think at a certain point, it's nice to sort of let it go and let somebody else take over a little bit, you know, um, and then let me sit back and sit and watch and enjoy them do their thing. Yeah, I, I like that philosophy, too. I think also it helps that, you, you know what, you're, you're not always going to have great bosses. You're not always going to have great people. You're going to have to get one of those coaches that you don't agree with or you don't like his uh, his style. So it's good to oh, get yeah. a little blend of that. Yeah, sure. no, I mean, that's such a great example. I mean, my oldest son, you know, this year has a new coach for basketball. And at first he was like, wow, you know, this coach really yells at me a lot. And I was like, oh, he, he likes you. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm telling you right now, if your coach is yelling at you, that means he likes you. I know that's not, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, every coach I ever had that was yelling at me, looking back, I realized, oh, they just cared about me and were just maybe pushing me a little bit more. I mean, they were never you know, abusive anyway, but yeah, they, uh, they raised their tone and it was, a, it's a different style and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So the other week he was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Coach does like me. I'm like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Now, if you could, Barry, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, sure. Okay. So I'm Barry Watson. Um, before I was an actor, I thought I was going to be a professional soccer player. Um, but uh, no, I've been living in L.A. since 1992, been working as a working actor since, you know, late, like 1996. I was on a show called Seventh Heaven for years, um, been on multiple other TV shows. And now I am playing the father of Naomi on a new CW show called Naomi about a, you know, young superhero. Um, and um, yeah. So I'm, I'm an actor, but my first job is being a dad. That's my number well, one. Well, take me back to the beginning of that journey that I know you said your oldest is 16. So about how old were you then, Barry, when you became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? Oh, wow. Well, um, so I became a dad at, uh, gosh, I was 31 or almost, I guess, 32. Because Oliver was born about a week and a half after my birthday. Um, so it was interesting. You know, I had cancer before. I had my first child at 28 years old and wasn't sure I was able to have kids and um, was, you know, lucky enough to get through my chemo treatment and all that stuff and obviously found out everything worked just fine. And uh, my first son was born in, uh, you know, 2005. And I think for me, you know, I think at times before I even had kids, I was a little afraid to, you know, see what I was going to be like as a father because, now, sometimes it works out where there's these great dads and sometimes it doesn't. You never know kind of who you're going to be. But I think for me, it taught me patience um, that I wasn't aware that I had, you know, of really putting so much of your own energy into, you know, raising these these young beings to hopefully become great human beings one day. 
Um, so patience was was the was the one thing. And also, I think having kids has really kind of taught me how. I don't know. I think I'm more of a man than I ever could be if I didn't have kids. Um, so, I mean, I learn every day from those kids, you know, even times where I'm, I'm not, I don't quite realize that I, I am learning something or growing or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Very well said, Barry. And you mentioned there too, obviously, uh, getting diagnosed with beating the cancer. Did that, were you coming up up to that point where you were diagnosed? Did you want to have kids? Were you hoping to have kids or did the cancer kind of propel you into saying, now I want to have kids? Or what was the shift there? You know, it was interesting because I remember, you know, being in the doctor's office and they were like, well, you know, do you want to, you're going to go through chemo. And sometimes, you know, men don't always make it through without, you know, becoming sterile. Do you want to save your sperm? And at the time it was, it was not even on my radar to even go, oh, okay, yeah, I should do that because I want to have kids. I, it was sort of more selfishness mode of going, you know, what do I need to do to beat this and um, and get through that? And then if I can get on the other side of that, then I'll start, you know, thinking about uh, those other things about, about having kids. But before that, I was really sort of, you know, I think scared to maybe have kids because, I, like I said before, I thought maybe I'd be a bad father. Um, I don't know why I thought that or why I had that in my head. I'm sure I'll probably hopefully figure that out one day before I die of what that fear was. But um, um, no, it's just, you know, after I, I got, I beat cancer, you know, the, the, I was in a previous relationship with my, my, my two sons' mother. And it just seemed like the time was sort of right. I mean, especially after coming out of beating cancer, life to me was, is just so, was so precious. And being able to bring another life into this world, you know, that, that uh, you know, that's, yeah, the cancer sort of, ch- I guess, changed my idea about that, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, amazing stuff. And you mentioned there too, you have your, your two sons from a previous relationship. A lot of like the single guys that I'll interview here on the show, one of the challenging things for them is to figure out what is a good point in a new relationship to introduce their kids to a potential spouse. So like during your relationship with your now wife, at mm-hmm. what, did you have like a point you needed to get to before you'd feel comfortable enough to introduce your kids to your now wife? Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of thought into that whole process. Um, and, you know, also at the time from, from my now wife, when we first started dating, my priority was really the boys. And um, she had to learn patience uh, with that because my availability wasn't always what she was hoping it to be. But I think, you know, with her help and her coming from a very large blended family and and her her father as well, were very, very sort of helpful in kind of helping me get to that point where I'm like, okay, this is the time is right for me to introduce, you know, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife to to my boys. And, you know, they were very young at the time. I mean, I think Felix was two and a half and Oliver was five and a half. They were really young. And it was funny because I think the very first time I did introduce them, because my wife's, you know, she, you know, she, you know, shorter than I am. And my sons are pretty tall. And so my five and a half year old, he was kind of up there, kind of towards her. Um, <laughs> and he looked at her and he said, so when are you going to go home to your mom and dad? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, what? And he just thought that they were, they, he had, he had this thing in his head that she, that she was just some play date that they were having. Cause she was <laughs> engaging with them and playing with them and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, so when are you going home now? 
Well, I'll I tell you what, too, transitioning on that, Barry, I talk on this show a lot about the fatherless crisis we have going on. We got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And one of the many reasons for that is um, a bad relationship and a bad co-parenting situation where people can't get along. You seem to have this going down pretty well. So w- what advice could you give to the to the dad that's out there right now that maybe is just on the onset? How is how is your co-parenting situation or what advice could you give to a dad that's just on the onset of a co-parenting situation? Well, gosh, you know, I mean, look, I, um, I think, you know, throughout the years, especially with my situation with the co-parenting, look, I would be lying if I, I was saying there wasn't ups and downs with that because we all have our own parenting styles, you know, and, you know, especially when you're having to co-parent, there's going to be times where, you know, you disagree with maybe what the other parent might be doing or how they're parenting at the time, but you know what? You can only control what you can control at home and in your home. And so you kind of have to let that go sometimes and let that other parent parent the way they want to do it and just control how you want to parent there and just never, never bad mouth, never say anything. Well, I wouldn't do it that way. Just say, Oh, you know, just sort of go with it. Um, I feel like it, when there's any sort of interference with, uh, you know, the two parents, that's only going to bring some sort of toxicity to the kid, you know. Um, and we always have to remember our kids. As kids, we just love our parents no matter how they are, you know. Um, but um, it's it's difficult. It's difficult sometimes. But I think as the, my kids have gotten older and with their mother, um, I think we've 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 learned that and we've learned to respect each other's points of views and just let that be what it is. And it's not putting forcing our own story onto our kids, guiding them to hopefully be able to create their own story in life, you know, without too much of our own influence and our own backstory. Yeah, very, very well said, Barry. And one of those parenting styles that's different is, is discipline. So w- what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? It's definitely different than the uh, the, the style I grew up with. I mean, I, I'm, I discipline my kids where I'm basically like, look, we can have a lot of fun or we cannot have a lot of fun. Which one do you guys want to do? Um, because this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing it this way. But if we don't. You know, I don't set tons and tons of rules or anything like that. I just try to lead by example. You know, um, it's interesting. My son was my daughter. We were hanging out the other day and they were giving out appreciations to each other. And I said, oh, OK, well, what do you guys appreciate about me? And my my 14 year old son, Felix, said, you know what, Dad, you're always good to people. Always good to people. And he's never said anything like that. And I said, okay, well, that's obviously I've done something right by example, you know, by just hopefully, and I never talked to him about it, but obviously he's witnessing me interact with strangers or whoever it is. And I, I do, I try to be a good person. So he, I, I really thought that that was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something right there. You yeah. Know? Very cool. And switching it into what you do now, you mentioned you're playing in uh, Naomi, you're playing the adoptive military father of Naomi in the film or in the show. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is that amazes me about actors is ones that can take on the role of a dad that are not dads yet and play that role. I know I had uh, Matthew McConaughey on the podcast here and he played a role of a father in a movie before he became a dad. 
And I know that you don't really get it until you become a father. So guys that can make it believable, it, it's challenging. But once you are a dad, yeah. you kind of are in your own groove here. So uh, how, how is it? Is it challenging for you to play a dad or does so much of your own fatherhood philosophy come into the part? Or are you able to separate that? No, I think you have to separate some of that. But for the most part, it's all the, it's it's all the same thing, really. I mean, unless you're playing a terrible father and something, which I haven't played that. I mean, I've played fathers and stuff that were obviously make mistakes, but we all make mistakes. That's just normal. And it's good for kids to see that. But I don't think I'd be able to kind of, um, it makes it easier for me being a father in real life and then being able to go and play a father on television. That's for sure. I don't have to put as much hard work in, into it. Like, you know, on this, on the TV series, Naomi, I call Naomi pumpkin all the time. I never call her Naomi. I call her pumpkin. But in real life, that's what I call my daughter. Is <laughs> and it's actually written in there. It wasn't something I brought into it, but my daughter thinks, oh, wow, it's so great, Dad, that you got to throw in that you call her pumpkin just like me, you know? Um, but being able to say that to my daughter other times makes it easier for me to actually say that line to, you know, Casey, the actress who's playing my daughter. Um, so, you know, I, I put those, you know, sometimes when I'm in those scenes with Casey, I'm in those scenes with my daughter. I kind of visualize her in that same situation or one of my sons. Um, yeah. What about as far as did becoming a dad kind of influence the particular roles you'll decide to play or, or, or go for? Um, yeah, I, I think at times. I mean, not always. I mean, I've done some stuff in the last few years that are a little darker and those are by my choice and my kids don't see those things. But of course, there's things that pop up and I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, Naomi, for one, was such a bonus because I wanted to do it because I wanted to work with Ava DuVernay. But I also saw it as like, oh, my gosh, my kids are going to love this show. You know, I'm going to be cool again, <laughs> <laughs> at least to my my teenage boys. Um, so, yeah, I think it definitely influences kind of the way I, I pick and choose certain things. Yeah, I know. I know. I read in the in the article. I think it was the People magazine article that your 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 boys had have watched the Seventh Heaven series. What was their kind of feedback? Do they break your shoes about the show? Do they like the show? Uh, what was their kind of take on watching it? They won't admit that they liked it, but <laughs> they they liked it. They like because they binge watched every season, you know. And you know, they gave me a hard time about my hair, which I was like, "What are you talking about?" Back then, <laughs> my hair was cool, you know. So I keep threatening actually to grow my hair back out like that. And they're like, no. And then my wife's like, no, because it will never look like that ever again. <laughs> I think one of the cool things, too, about that show is is that father figure that is in the show. We don't see that. Like, I know you played in the Highway to Heaven there. with I know uh, Landon played the Charles Ingalls character on that uh, in the Little House on the Prairie. We had that Mike Brady character from the Brady mm -hmm. Bunch. So I think we definitely could use more dads like that in from uh, Seventh Heaven for sure, uh, for sure, showcasing the family. Yeah. You know, um, you know, instead of, you know, showcasing fathers as like, you know, these absentee sort of like parents and stuff like that, I think it's so important to have more and more father roles on television showing kind of like, you know, we are present, we are here, you know, um, you know, and it's also good for, you know, I, I, I like you just said about the seventh heaven, I mean, I've heard so many people, whether it be the mom character or the dad character, or, you know, kids growing up watching that show that maybe didn't have a strong father figure. And that sort of filled a small void for them, but it filled something. It gave them some sort of hope 
or an idea of, of what a good parental figure should be. Yeah. Right. So I wish there was more of that. Yeah. And it could influence their own way. They are a father when they get a chance, they could, they could base it off of something like that. But yeah, definitely. I think there was a shift when we went to that kind of like Al Bundy type father, uh, you know, who was kind of like a load and the butt of the joke kind of guy. Yes. You know, he has your hands in your pants all the right. time. <laughs> yeah. Just beers on the couch. Like yeah. that's all they do. Yeah. And w- what about as f- uh, any other projects that you got that you're working on right now? What else is coming up for you? Um, so right now, I just, I act, we actually just finished up uh, shooting the whole season of Naomi. Um, and right now, it was probably one of the hardest shoots I've had because of COVID and all that. And we shot in Atlanta. So I had to travel back and forth quite a bit just to make sure I was, you know, my wife and I try not to go more than two weeks without being apart. So it, it's, been a, it's been the longest I've been away from uh, my wife and the kids um even though i came back to visit so right now i'm focused on being a short order cook and watching some basketball games and just being a dad for right now um but you know there's some stuff that i'm starting to read um and we're also going to find out hopefully in the next month or two about if naomi's coming back for a season two so right now it's just i'm in dad mode yeah i I like that so last thing i want to hit you in here barry i love to ask all the dads that i get on the podcast what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Oh, wow. So don't listen to everybody who is going to give you advice about when that child's first born, except the p- person that you've seen be a great father. <laughs> you know, if you've witnessed that or you have your own father that's like that. But um, man, just enjoy it. No wasted days. Don't waste the days, you know. Um, and also when they're baby blobs like that, it's kind of like the easiest time I always felt like, cause you know, they just poop and eat and sleep. And when they sleep, try to sleep the same time. So you don't get too tired. And, um, as much as you want them to just walk and start running around, that can sometimes be a nightmare. Not to say don't let, you know, don't teach your kids how to walk at some point, but it's okay that they don't right away, <laughs> <laughs> but no wasted days. Try to really, uh, Enjoy all those moments because, uh, man, it's, it goes by, and they always say it, it goes by so fast, but, man, it goes by so fast. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Very well said. I love the message. It's been a lot of fun for me. i got to say, Barry Watson, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I look forward. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Barry Watson for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget, the pre-order is now available on Amazon for First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads. Get over there and pre-order yourself a copy or for any father or about-to-be father uh, that you know in your life, in your family, in your neighborhood, Uh, Please help support the podcast here and pick up a copy of the book. The book will launch on April 12th. You'll be hearing a lot about it right here on the podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thanks for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Oh,